Welcome to Efficient Private Clients Podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of the financial world and bring you the latest market and economic expertise. Today, we continue our discussion on the South African economy. I am Kyle Poppy, an investment specialist with Efficient Private Clients, and your host once again for today. We are joined by Dr. Francois Stockberg, our Managing Director. And when we last finished off, we were discussing the period of 2018 where President Cyril Ramaphosa came into office. What effect did that have on our economy? Yeah, so, so yeah, thanks for, for reminding me. We, uh, we were talking about specifically South Africa's economy, historic, why we're in this place where we're not seeing economic growth. Uh, I tried to explain that it's a lack of, uh, of effective leadership, accountable leadership, accountable mm-hmm. effective leadership. That means that we don't have the politics that we need and the policies that we need. So now we're in this, in this space. And then I think it's important to understand that we were doing the right things from uh, what was it, 1994 when President Nelson Mandela was in charge. Yes. We had the, light, the, the correct liberal type free market uh, policies to boost economic growth. We privatized. Uh, as an ex- as example as well, not privatize the bad privatization, getting rid of the things that, that government can't do as effectively as the, the, the private sector. And there yes. are things that the private sector um, can't do, which government can do. So that, that type of privatization. So we were doing the right things then. And then we had this state capture and state capture reports came out and all that. And so we know, we know that happened. We can't now say yes. it happened. And corruption was uh, the, the key word there. And, and then luckily, we had President Cyril Ramaphosa. I'm saying luckily, I know each way make his own decision. I'm talking from a purely objective uh, policy point of view. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he came on. From that point, I can say luckily he came on. Because what happened then is that uh, he, uh, he once again helped, helped South Africa and their, their vote, voters understand that you first have to grow the economy. And the best way to grow that economy is with economic policy and not social upliftment policies. Uh, so he did a couple of very difficult things. And I think people aren't giving him necessarily the praise that, that is due for, for what he has been able to do. There are a couple of things that I was taught would never happen. We would never see privatization. They did privatize South African Airways. I was told they would never pay civil servants less, or and especially yep. not less than inflate. Uh, this is literally was what I was told, what I was ta- taught as a, as a young economist, mm. they did pay them less than inflation. Um, just to give you an idea, since about 2000, I think it was 2003 or something like that, till 2019, 20, the average annual wage bill increase for the civil service was 11.7%. So that's how rapidly the wage bill grew. Yes. Now we're talking about wage increases of 3.5%. Just to put it in context, what yeah, President sure. Ramaphosa actually was able to do. So another thing that I was taught that would never happen is you would never see a corrupt president go to prison or yes. one of the corrupt cronies go to prison. It's been any amount of time. Any amount of time. And President pre- previous President Zuma, he did go to prison. So there are a lot of things that that we were told would never happen, would never improve, would never get better, that actually did get, did start leaning towards the direction. We, a lot of heads rolled. I think we, you have to understand that. Um, uh, we, we got... Uh, was it uh, previous finance minister Kigaba? He was asked to leave, mm-hmm. and then it came out. Uh, pre- um, uh, previous minister Nene, Tlantla Nene, wasn't as clean as everybody thought. He was also some, and he also lost his job. Yes. So there was a clear attack on corruption after President Ramaphosa was. No one can 
can, can no yeah. one can deny it. And there were many policies shifting away. Now we hear about the procurement at ESCOM, mm-hmm. that they no longer have to be to, towards um, a, um, a BE counterpart, that it's going to be cleaner, more transparent. That's the type of reforms you need. Reforms, the key word there. That's the type of accountable leaders, politics and policy that you need if you want to get to a place where you can grow the economy sustainably. So in 2018, we shifted back to the rainbow nation policies we had from 1994 till about um, 2009 when President Zuma was was appointed. And that that makes me very excited. I'm not saying we're out of the woods. Um, I'm saying that you can't miss these things and interpret and uh, interpret a future through a lens that doesn't include the radical shift that we made. Another very important thing, as, as, I, as I, I, I was referring to that index that tracks the amount of riots and uh, violent riots and, yes. and all that. Now, in the past, it was a much more racial, a racial thing. Okay. You had riots driven by poor individuals in South Africa, and we know that mass a large portion of the the, 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 the the poor households in South Africa are black households. So mm-hmm. it was black households, majority, that were unhappy and rioting and uh, and and looting as a, as, 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 a, as a consequence. Then last year we had this thing happening in Natal, which was very bad because it was Natal. Yes. But for the first time, um, it was everybody being unhappy with that. Yeah. Black, white, pink, purple, everybody. Everybody got fed up with 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 a with with this idea of looting with this idea of corruption with this with this idea of of not working towards the same goal the common goal the, the goal that's good for all south africa and that's that's an important mind shift that, that that took place among south africans and i know we always get these viral videos about racism and all, and all that but you have to kind of start look seeing you have to start seeing the bigger picture of, of what's of what's happening in the in the macro space in South in South Africa's economy. So I am still very positive about the future of South Africa about South Africa. And I have also read the same books and I also look at the same data that everybody else that's a little bit more pessimistic does. But it does seem that something shifted. Mm. Something shifted in the in, in intelligence, intelligentsia of the ANC, the ruling party still. Um, something shifted among South Africans. It's now it's less of a black-white thing, and it's now more what's right and what's wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can we drive the economy forward to create the jobs that we so desperately need? Yep. Yeah. No. Everybody's money is the same color, and uh, we could all do with a bit more of it. Exactly. Now I think that's maybe we can just touch on that briefly, is to say that well, then what do we do now? Government, like I'm saying, they play a very important role because they're a large uh, contributor to GDP, so they have to clean their act. Uh, and then they have to start reintroducing these policies that can actually boost the economy. Um, and it's, it's not nice policies, and it is very contentious policies, because if you have a policy in place that employs someone on any basis except productivity, so having the best person in the job, mm-hmm. you are detracting from economic growth and in job creation. Mm. That's how it is. Yes, if you use those policies for social upliftment, which we needed because there was many tens of millions of people that were left behind yeah. that we needed to develop. We needed to develop that strong um, black middle class. Um, uh, um, it needed to be done. Yes. But now if you want to, the next stage must be economic performance. It must be policies skewed towards making the pie bigger 
so that government then can redistribute mm. as is needed. We can't go on with this, with these policies where social development reigns in, in supremacy because what we've seen, unfortunately, since 1994, well, it was the, the, the actual uh, statistics that you can more comfortably use is about two, um, uh, um, 1998 when uh, there was, you, you had, how, how many was it? I think it was a million or two million people living off grants. Yeah? Yes. And you had about, I think, 12 million people working. So it was a six to one ratio. Now you have 20 million people living off grants and 50 million people working. Yes. Massive. Totally unsustainable. Mm. You have now less people working than living off grants. So that those policies can't, can't, can't work. You have to get to back to a place where you effectively spend on healthcare and education. And that means teaching people how to fish. Mm -hmm. That yeah. means you bring back the technicons. That means you bring back um, uh, the, 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 the economic upliftment of, of, rural, of, of rural economies, um, as an example. That means that if I in introduce policies that support certain, certain areas or certain um, sectors in the economy, that it must be export disciplined. Mm. What I mean with that is you can't just give the textile industry money because you want to support textiles and they can exp and, and they can they create a couple of jobs. That's not enough. You have to support industries that has is export discipline. The reason we say that is because if you can export, you're competing on a larger scale. It means you're effectively and sufficiently spending on productivity. So you're creating a sustainable business. And what do sustainable businesses do? They employ a lot of people. So... I think in short, that's what we start, should, should start doing. We should keep our leaders accountable. And I think that's what we're, what we're going to see. It's most likely that the, the ANC will not win a majority stake um, uh, in, the, in, in the next election. Um, but I'll have Davi unpack that, that a little bit more. But for, for, for us as consumers, as investors in South Africa, um, uh, as South African residents, we have to keep our leaders accountable. Uh, um, and we have to vote accordingly, of course. And then... My boss always gives this advice. He says, he says the best thing that you can do is to be as, as profitable, as efficient, as strong as you can be. Because if you're strong, you can lift other people up. Mm -hmm. So you have to invest in yourself and you have to invest in those around you. It's not enough just to invest in yourself. It's not enough just to think about um, a shareholder capitalism, but stakeholder capitalism now. And then, of course... When we keep our leaders accountable, we have to make sure that they are allocating more of those scarce resources to investments, infrastructure, ease of doing business, privatization, get rid of things that government, that government can't do, and effective spending on healthcare and education. And I think private sector specifically has a lot of work to do to drive the, the, this co-relationship, to drive this, this taking the hand with government and then building something lasting and sustainable. Mm. But we have to get them involved. We just have to. We're gonna get there. But I think that wraps it up for South Africa for now.